You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey, y'all, it's Bridget here. We are thrilled to highlight the amazing, diverse, and women-owned wine and spirits brand that were featured at the recent WSWA Access Live. These brands are breaking barriers and creating some of the most exciting and unique products on the market. Not only are these brands offering exceptional quality and taste, but they're also leading the way in promoting inclusivity. By highlighting these change makers, we hope to inspire and empower all of those who are passionate about wine and spirits. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be amazed by the talent, innovation, and creativity of these diverse and women-owned brands. Let's dive in. Hello, Served Up friends. I'm excited to introduce Robert Irvine, a world-class chef and entrepreneur and a tireless philanthropic supporter of our nation's military. Chef Irvine is the host of Food Network's hit show, Restaurant Impossible. He has given struggling restaurateurs a second chance to turn their lives and businesses around in over 300 episodes and counting. Chef Irvine shares his journey with us of creating Irvine's vodka and Irvine's gin using his passion for the best ingredients, flavor, and health. Now sit back, grab your favorite Irvine's gin cocktail, and get inspired. Chef Robert Irvine and Rep, thank you so much for being on Served Up. Julie and I are really thrilled to have you on the show today. I was scared. When you say served up, that's like almost like cannibalism or something. You're serving it up here. So bring it on. Let's start off with you, Chef. Can you tell us what you're doing here at WSWA Access Live? So we're actually, it's kind of a a birthing party, if you like, for Irvine's um, gin and vodka and our, and our uh, spirit line. Although we've been in the spirit business for uh, six years my, with my partner, Marat, who you just introduced, we'll get to him in a second. But Boardroom is the overall uh, distillery, and Irvine's is a brand under that um, distillery. So it's kind of the coming out party of uh, Irvine's American dry gin and Irvine's uh, vodka. But it's chef curated so it's very different and we own the distillery so we control the ingredients i make the recipes and Murat's going to tell you that i pick all the fruit i actually don't that's a lie <laughs> but but yes that's why we're here it's a lot of fun um meeting a lot of great people that are the influencers of the industry and getting the product to, uh, to be tasted and seen that's great. So, Marat, how did you connect with Chef Irvine, and how did this amazing synergy project come together? You know, we uh, we were a sponsor um, at the uh, Robert Irvine Foundation, which Robert can talk to you about um, as a gin sponsor. And I saw him, and like, well, 
British guy. We have gin. Like this, this makes sense. And, um, you know, that, that's kind of how the relationship grew organically from there because, you know, it wasn't like we weren't trying to put a, um, a, a, a square peg into a round hole, whatever the analogy is. It was uh, very synergistic because the brands that he's built are very, you know, clean, um, no artificial ingredients. And that's kind of the philosophy of the distillery. So it, it was a, just a natural relationship. Wonderful. Can you tell us a bit about the Robert Irvine Foundation and your passion behind vets? So I was in the British military for many years. When I came to the States, um, I uh, got to be invited to work with the U.S. military and the White House. Um, I started the guest chef program at the White House. And all of a sudden, um, I get a call, or actually it was a tweet from Gary Sinise. Um, Gary Sinise tweeted me. He said, is this the real Robert Irvine? And I said, Duh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got a check on my name. Well, uh, the until, blue check. Until, until Elon Musk takes it away. But anyway, um, and he was going to uh, Alaska and I was going to Honduras for a special forces base to create a lunch and dinner for 4th of July for the special forces. And he was doing a, um, a gig with his band in Alaska. He got stranded. He said, I've got an idea. And six weeks later, we were feeding 8,000 people in San Diego Naval Medical Center while he was playing, uh, uh, his band was playing, I was feeding uh, 8,000 troops. And we started doing that on a regular basis. We still do it uh, as I'm on his board. Um, but then I thought we could do more. So, so Gary builds homes and, and does various projects. My foundation is strictly mental and physical health and well-being. Uh, so we started our foundation eight years ago. Um, with, with pillars of, you know, feeding um, the body, mind, and soul. And so we, we do a lot of programs. We have uh, um, uh, Feeding Our Heroes, uh, Breaking Bread for Our Heroes. Um, we buy uh, Mobius devices, uh, which are called iBots, which if you've never seen one, um, it's an amazing uh, piece of equipment that actually can take you up and down stairs on its own. Um, can stand you upright. One of the biggest disabilities or, or debilitating facts of being in a wheelchair is people bending down and talking to you. This one, you stand up and you can be at eyesight um, and you don't feel demoralized. Um, so we do that. We do bite. We buy uh, um, um, uh, PTS dogs, which take a year to train. And it's a really unique uh, way we do it. We put the dog, five dogs or five puppies, in with the human being. One dog gradu graduates to the to the to the uh, human being, and then we take that dog, put it in another pen with four other dogs, and see if it does the same. The dog picks the human being, not the other way around. Wow! Um, so we do a lot of that, and uh, we travel the globe. In fact, we're off to Poland and Germany uh, uh, in a, in a week or so. I've got a reunion with 700 Marines this weekend in San Diego Naval Medical Center. So um, yeah, we do an awful lot. It's a great check it out. RobertOrvineFoundation.org. And that's the beneficiary. I'm sorry I stepped on you, but that's the beneficiary of, of, of this. That's, that's incredible. And that was going to be my next question. I'll give it to Murad is how do you, you know, there's so much talk around cause marketing. I think it's so important with our consumer base. They really want to know what does the brand stand for? So how do you combine Chef Irvine's foundation with the brands and the product that you're launching? It, one, it starts with, you know, not bullshitting. Um, you know, Robert lives and breathes the foundation. It's uh, how many 
days you're on the road? Like a- 345 days a year, 150 just with the military. It's got a nice house, so it's vacant. If you ever need like a VRBO. <laughs> Thank you. Keep that in mind. Amazing. You know, pretty cool pool. Um, but, you know, the, the cause marketing actually does, you know, it's not like saying, let's find a cause marketing message for another alcohol brand that another celebrity pushes to the streets. It's the foundation was there before the Irvine's vodka. So it's, it's a natural transition to, you know, do more for those who serve, right? That's kind of what we're doing here. So it's a very, again, just like the relationship with us becoming partners, it's very symbiotic in the sense that like, we're not forced, like this is not forced. These conversations are very natural because we actually believe in what we're doing. So you think of the, we have brands. So we have a food brand, we have a, a nutritional brand, we have a liquor brand, we're part of a walk water, we have, we have clothing, we have all those things. And each of those companies as a portion of their proceeds goes into foundation. So it's, it serves a great purpose, not only for our men and women to wear the cloth of a nation and their families, but also our f- uh, first responders and, and uh, you know, EMTs, firefighters, uh, anybody that's in the line of service. So, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting when we go out and you read on the back of the bottle or the neck of where the money goes to, you go to the website, you see what it does. Then you say, okay, I totally understand this. This is not a money play. This is about how do we how do we extend the brand to be able to do more work, service above self. Can you talk to us about your book, Overcoming Impossible? Ah, oh, yes. It's it launched on Valentine's Day, and it took us a year to write. And why do we write the book? Uh, this is our sixth book, and uh, normally it's physical fitness or or food. And I wrote this book because we have about. Uh, oof, I don't know, a couple of hundred to a couple of thousand people a week wanting my help on, on saving restaurants. And we can only do one a week. So there goes the math, right? So I wrote a book on how to not, not how to not fail, but a blueprint of what not to do to fail based on um, my own experiences, my own wins and losses, as I call them in the book, L's and W's. And the people that I've helped, not only mom and pop restaurants, but Fortune 500 companies and where they go wrong and how they don't scale correctly and not knowing your numbers and all these other things. Um, so that launched, it's doing really well. Um, but it's, it's not just for small mom and pop businesses. It's for medium and to supersized Fortune 500 companies. It's not a book like any other book out there that talks about business. It's real life in the real moment. I love that because that leads to a question I wanted to ask you. I know you just did a recent article with Tasting Table on best restaurants. So to our listeners that are you know, across the board in, in beverage and food, what are the three things that you look for in calling a best restaurant? Well, for me, everything starts the minute you walk in the door, right? If, if I see a host... Uh, or a greeter, whatever you want to call them, and they're chewing gum and they're on the phone and they're not taking care of people, I won't even stay. I, I walk right out. That's number one. Number two is speed of service. So I have a timeline in my brain of I'm in the restaurant business. What it takes for a server to get to the table, talk to me, tell me what, what specials are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and have a drink on the table. Within eight minutes, I should have food of some description on the table that I've ordered. Not, not, a, not, a, not bread. Bread should be on there in two minutes. 
But something I've ordered within eight minutes, main, main course, depending on, you know, being a main uh, entree, unless it's a well-done steak, but 25 to 30 minutes. There's a, there's a sequence of service I look for. And then when I leave the table, is my napkin folded? Is my chair pushed in? Is, are my crumbs removed? And by the way, when I go to the bathroom, how is the bathroom kept? I feel you. I always check out the bathrooms first because if your bathroom's like messy, dirty, sloppy, I don't want to see your kitchen. Can you imagine what the kitchen looks like? But here's the thing. When you go into a five-star restaurant, you walk past it and you go to the bathroom. That's weird. Uh, well, I didn't say I wasn't weird, Chef. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. About you. <laughs> yeah, like this is, that's my, that's my, my litmus test. But, but all those three. So, so look, you have, I look for leadership. Who's leading the restaurant? Right. Who's given a clear direction? And, and you see on good restaurants, you will see somebody just stood there watching everything that's going on, how the tables are sat, talking to people. And I feel it's the biggest villa industry is losing that touch. You know, we, we're not getting the people in the doors that we used to or, or train, to be able to train them. And they're not trained when they do get in there. So that's how I look at restaurants. And I'm very disappointed in restaurants when I go in them. And I, and I, you know, I fix them. Well, thank goodness that you do. Well, can you define um, hospitality? What does hospitality mean to you beyond the touch points, beyond, you know, the service aspect, but really, you know, the true hus- hospitality, that interaction with the guests, what does that mean you to you? Word. Experiential. That's what it is. That's what hospitality is, is making somebody. So, so think, of, think of when you're having a bad day in the office or with the kids or your husband or your whatever, right? And you, you turn on the TV, you escape in the TV show for a couple of hours or a movie. That's why movies, theaters, or not so much anymore, but that's why we like movie theaters because we can go to hide for a couple of hours. A restaurant is like that. It's an experience that you don't get every day and you want to try because somebody said, and, and obviously, the, the movies have changed now because we have, we have streaming services and we have smartphones. But what do we do with those smartphones when we go, oh, look, I saw Robert Irvine, click, or I look at this plate of food, click. And they want to tell the world where they are because you're not there. And, and our generation, our generation, my generation, are very different to the younger generation. They want to be seen where the in crowd is. And they'll go into debt to do it. They'll use a credit card, max out the credit card, and then figure out how to pay for it afterwards. We want experiences in life. That's why South Beach Food and Wine is a big, a big hit, right? Yeah. Um, big, big hit because they're getting to see people, getting to taste food and drink alcohol that they would never normally get to do. That's hospitality. In my world. I love that. I think the experience is, you know, just something so unique and you can't get it everywhere and it's different for everything. So, you know, Marat, talk to us a little bit about how do you bring that experience with Irvine Vodka and Irvine American Gin? What, what brings that Chef Irvine experience to these two spirits that you're launching and what can consumers expect? You actually just said it. It's, it's, very natural. I guess that's like the theme of what I'm saying here today. I don't know. But it's it's not, again, it's not another celebrity slapping another product out there. It's actually chef curated, right? And you stole my thunder. 
I was going to make my joke, but it's gone now. About picking the berries? Yeah, naming each one. You just don't like it, just because <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel like Picking now, the grains, you know. Yeah. But, but it, it's, you know, the, the chef-created experience, especially with the gin, right? You know, gin is, it's growing. It's growing in popularity. And the fact that we can have an affordable gin uh, to market with really chef-created, you know, ingredients like elderberries and black uh, black currants and Salon cinnamon, which, you know, Robert loves to talk about cinnamon, but it's the real cinnamon, not the fake cinnamon that you see everywhere else. And, you know, Darjeeling tea and, and jasmine flower. It's, it, the culinary experience is all about smelling and tasting and understanding what the chef puts to the table. Um, and we want to represent that as well in the alcohol, which, by the way, wine and food pairings have been around for the longest time, beer and food. I think spirits and food have a significantly longer potential. And I think that's what we're able to do and differentiate is you know, the chef element of creating phenomenal product that creates phenomenal cocktails that goes with, you know, a burger or the most elegant meal. So that's kind of you know, the natural uh, pairing. The natural way. Very cool. You know, you mentioned uh, chef um, Sobi. So, you know, you know, thank you for supporting Sobe and the future leaders in hospitality. It's quite incredible. How do our listeners find, you know, again, your foundation and how do they get active in their communities to, to support vets specifically? Well, I think you can find the foundation. It's really easy. Go to robertirvinefoundation.org, click on it, and, and it's all there for you. Um, but, but, you know, we run events all around the, uh, the world, literally the world. Um, you don't have to necessarily stick to what I do, but in your own communities, there are churches, there are, there are food halls, there are, you know, um, soup kitchens, um, schools, there are lots of other things that you can do. Um, and it doesn't cost money to help somebody. It could be helping somebody cross the road, opening a car door, listening to somebody, hugging somebody if they say it's okay, you know, walking through a supermarket and you see somebody push the food to the side. If you can afford to pay for it, pay for it, not for the fanfare, just because it may be for a child that's not being fed or can't be fed. You know, um, a statistic in this country, which is really sad, but I'm going to tell you anyway, one in four of our active duty military is food insecure. One in six outside of the military are food insecure. So it's not, it's not people living on the street. It's the working poor. Um, and, and it's our job. Um, and I hate that word celebrity, by the way, because I cook for a living. I throw stuff in a pan and, and I put it on a plate. That's what I do. But it's our responsibility, and that's the responsibility of this brand, is, is to make sure that we can make a difference in other people's lives. And that's why we, I, I said to you, with all the brands that we have and the different variety or, or silos, they all give money um, to make sure that we can do that. You know, you talk about cause marketing. Yes, it's great, but it's real. It's, it's not, and, and I love, that's why we get on so well. But it's a natural thing. Is look, we're all sitting on this planet for whatever reason, whether you believe it's God or, or an alien or whatever, and we're, we're here to, to help each other. And I, I get really frustrated when I see people talk bad about each other and, and stomp on each other. And, and, and I don't care where you come from, who you are. It's not about money. It's about how do you help people? Because if you help people, everything comes full circle. It really does. 
It really does. And and if you think about that, right, on, on overcoming impossible, it really is giving what you can give. Sometimes it's monetary, sometimes it's your time, um, but everybody could use help. And I think, you know, somebody that's been and we've been in the alcohol industry for, I think, most of our lives at this point is there's so much room to do business for good. And we just love to see people like you that you know, both of you, Murad and Chef Irvine, um, really making that your focal point of building your brands is is really giving back and doing good because there's a lot of, you know, good to give. It's easy for me because Murad had already started everything. And, and, and I mean, he had the distillery running three, three years before, four years before, something like that. Um, and, and the guy is a genius. I mean, he's got a palate like a, any great chef, but it's alcohol. Um, I bring the food part and the, and the idea, and he he refines it. I mean, the guy's a genius. He, he's it's a actually genius. my wife. She should take all the credit. She's and what is your wife's name? Juja. Juja. Thank you, Juja. Hey, girl. Hey, thank you. <laughs> or Z. Just call it Z. Z. Hey, Z. Thank you. <laughs> you know. But, yeah. yeah I, I mean, just have to do the drinking. That's the hard part. It's the know? team effort. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I guess before we, you know, wrap up, I'd love to know what is your favorite cocktail? You've got your iced tea, Irvine's iced tea, lemonade. I'm looking at an American gin and a vodka. How do we mix it up? However you want. <laughs> <laughs> you can make That's it on the bottom by pouring it too, yeah. and then just sop it off a little vodka. Heck, yeah. But, you know, even with this, it's bringing the chef angle of just, you know, bringing the ingredients to the table and letting them shine. The packaging's just gorgeous. It oh, really is. It, is. it tells a story. Buddha's Hand, Myers Lemon, and Yuzu with the Lemonade. Exactly. And Sicilian Lemon, Awesome Tea, and Darjeeling Tea for the iced tea. That sounds delicious. It's I got to tell you, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's an understatement. Thank you. Unsweetened 90 that. calories for the athlete. You'll enjoy oh, it. Oh, like, yeah, sugar, no good. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. Well, on behalf of Served Up Podcasts, I want to thank you both for joining our show today. And I want to wish you so much success and great health and a lot of peace. Cheers to the both of you. Thanks we so much. appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers! <laughs>